bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. So as you would expect, this week's Yellow Army, Talker United, Devon Live, Herald Express podcast. I always say those in a different order every week. It's just to keep people on their toes. It's a bit like Faulty Towers, uh, yeah. isn't it? Changing the letters in the Faulty <laughs> yeah. Towers sign. Yeah, no, sorry, let's sorry, not God, go I beg there, your pardon. Yeah. It, is, it is more like Faulty Towers than you could ever imagine. Uh, we're in a state of a bit of anxiety here. We're recording, let's give you the exact thing, it's 2.17pm on Thursday afternoon and as yet we still don't know what's happening with the Talk United manager position. No, we, we are keeping uh, yeah, mobiles yeah. close by, so if all of a sudden... See, you've uh, bro- you, broken the unwritten rule here, haven't you, of having your mobile switched on yeah. in the podcast. We so. normally come here with it switched off, and uh, uh, but just in case there are developments at Planet Playmore, uh, we thought we had take to... take the call. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, and I'll just keep waffling while <laughs> you do it. <coughs> uh, yeah, so um, what, what do, I think things are happening. Yeah. I yeah. think things are happening. Um, uh, I'm expecting there to be some sort of announcement either today, Thursday, yeah. uh, or tomorrow, uh, and that a new uh, regime mm-hmm. will be in place by before Saturday's game against Wrexham. Having said that, uh, I think there's every chance, and sensibly so in the circumstances, that Robbie Herrera will still take the team on, on yeah. Saturday. If I was a new manager coming into this setup, uh, I won't have taken the, the team. Uh, Friday is always a a light set-up day, yeah. set-pieces, you know, going through stuff, talking about the opposition. It's not a sort of full-on physical day. Um, uh, if I was a new manager, I might, I might well want to uh, pop out to the training ground, yeah. maybe have a word. But I would say, Robbie, you've been doing it for the last four games. By all accounts, the, the Chester game was, was better. Um, you, you carry on and yeah. do it, and I'll have a good look and see uh, and so see you, see what see what's what. So you have that strange situation that you see on the TV sometimes of the new manager sitting in the stand. Um, well, I, I, I'm I'm yeah. in the camp which thinks that that most managers should sit in the stand <laughs> uh, because yeah. you tend to see a lot more than yeah. than you do on the touchline. Um, uh, uh, but uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised if that doesn't happen this weekend. Um, and fair enough. Uh, I think yeah. that's a perfectly sensible thing. Um, we, we've, it's, I think the supporters, and quite rightly so, uh, uh, have been first of all puzzled yeah. uh, and now frustrated. Um, the, the, the sacking of Kevin Nicholson after only four games uh, smacked of quite decisive action, if you want yeah. to look at it like yeah. that. Uh, and I think people thought, right, well, they've obviously moved quite quickly here. Uh, they talking with the first club to sack their manager in the National mm-hmm. League season. By the way, two more have gone since then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Adam Lockwood at Guiseley, uh, where, of course, former goals boss Paul Cox has yeah. moved in. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and secondly, John McCarthy, manager of Wrexham. Uh, uh, Chester. Chester, I beg your yeah. pardon. Don't mix those two no, up, no. that one. Uh, Chester, yeah. uh, whom, who obviously got a point at Playmore last season, yeah. uh, duly got duffed up 2-0 at, um, at Solihull Moors on Tuesday night. I, I really eye-catching result that was. And, was. and poor old John McCarthy has, well. has, yeah. has paid the price yeah. for that. So has, has anybody gone in at Chester? Or Not is that, that I'm aware of. See, uh, as somebody um, pointed out on the forums this morning, um, that, that unsettles the whole manager market again, doesn't it? Because somebody who may have been looking at Torquay 
may now be looking at Chester. I I would think that if if you've if you've applied for the Torquay job, yeah, um, and particularly if you've got if you've had an interview, um, uh, if you're like Ronnie Moore, for instance, who've actually been down here as yeah. far as I know and have had a look around the place, seen the training ground, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I would think that, and I'm sure all United fans would hope and think that you're pretty committed to. Yeah, uh, uh, coming here rather than saying, "Oh well, you know, it's a bit somewhere like, a bit closer of, to home." Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I know what they mean, and I, we can all understand that. And in the case of Paul Cox, um, you know, the attractions of going to Guiseley, which you and I might uh, 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 wonder about to start with, uh, you know, Paul Cox lives in Nottingham. Um, uh, there is a bit of money at Guiseley where I think yeah. the regime there quite fancy themselves as a the new Forest Green. Yeah. Um, uh, and Paul Cox can effectively probably commute from yeah. his home in Nottingham up to Guiseley's near Leeds. Um, it's probably an easier commute than going to Barrow, although in fairness, Barrow's players used yeah. to train in Manchester. But you see, you get my drift. And, and um, uh, so, you know, I think that's all part of the equation at Torquay. You have to commit yourself to this job. You yeah. know, you have to come down. And I do think that may have played a part in the delay that's gone on. Because when you uh, uh, are nailing down a manager at Torquay, there are quite a lot of things to be taken into, into mm. consideration, relocation being uh, one. Yeah. Um, uh, and let's face it, United are a conference club, all right? We all know they're a decent conference club and probably should be higher than that, along with quite a few other clubs yeah. in, this, yeah. in this division. But they are. we are quite a long way away as other people in the country see it, we are bottom of the National League with two points out of 24, and a new manager may well want assurances on a whole series of issues, personal, budget-wise, yeah. player budget-wise, etc., etc., etc. And those are significant things that obviously have had to be talked through at some length sure. with a number of people. Obviously. That's right, yeah. And, and, and uh, I've never actually done this job, but uh, I'm given to understand that um, proverbial goalposts change quite regularly yeah. uh, on probably on, on both sides, but certainly on maybe the manager, the potential manager's side, um, about what they're looking for and what they would like. Uh, and and I can imagine the first week, 10 days, being taken on, uh, and I know this, was, this happened, on receiving the applications, yeah. going out and speaking to one or two people, and then it wouldn't be a huge shock if the actual final negotiations on the contract and on the other things we've been talking about may well take up to a week. Yeah, because so it's it, three weeks today, by the way, since Nicholson was uh, Kevin Nicholson was. We should, we should have baked a cake, shouldn't we? <laughs> but if if you're Ronnie Moore, you're looking, you're coming into the club. Let's say it's Ronnie, could be anybody, but you have a certain expectation of the war chest that Absolutely. you want. Absolutely, there is one, by want. the way, yeah. uh, uh, and um, it will certainly allow the manager to go out and sign uh, uh, some players. Yeah, uh, it's not a king's ransom, but um, if if it, if the figure is is you know. You know, it's sort of fifty thousand plus. Yeah. Now, you know, people say, "Oh, well, that's not very much in this day and age." Well, in the conference, it's it's, it it's is, more, it? and it's yeah. a bit more than that. Um, and you're going to have to dip into the loan market. Let's face it, because most of the top players yeah. that you'd be interested in signing on, on you know, on a, on, a, on a permanent contract are already signed up for other clubs anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you might be able to prize one or two out and make them free agents, but that's down to the judgment and, and yeah. the contacts of, of, of whoever comes in so um, there have been all sorts of rumours flying around I've had over the last 36 hours I've had three people ring me 
uh, whose tips I would normally um, yeah. and I still do yeah. res- respect and they're usually not far wrong all three have told me three different names of, really? of, of, yeah. of, of, the, of the manager who they've heard is coming in so there you are um, uh, we've even seen people on social media who uh, swear blind that they know who it is, but they haven't actually said uh, uh, that they haven't actually said who strange, it is. Yeah. <laughs> strange yeah. that. Um, so we'll, you know, we, yeah. we, we, we'll see. Uh, I, I just for, obviously we, we 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 ran a story this week uh, uh, with Robbie Herrera throwing his hat into the ring. Now I know most people would go, no, 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 no. We must have a new person, a new mm. fresh face, and quite right too. But part of the equation for me is that. I don't think it would be a bad thing if, Herrera, if Robbie Herrera is certainly still involved in a new regime. Yeah. Um, uh, I think he's come out of himself a little bit in terms of coaching and leadership yeah. um, over the last few weeks. Um, uh, I, I do think the players have been reacting to him. He certainly hasn't been gentle with them. Uh, um, it's been pretty full on, yeah. the training under him. Do you um, think he's underestimated a little bit? Well... I suppose that's what I'm probably hinting yeah. at. Uh, and uh, sometimes it takes somebody to be actually have the freedom to step out and express mm-hmm. themselves fully. I know that's a phrase that's often thrown around in football. But, um, you know, he's been in the game a long time, Robbie. Mm-hmm. He's, he was obviously played at a very good level. Um, and, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, he, he's not a natural sergeant major figure, as we all know that. But... Uh, he's very passionate ag- about the game. I, I always, uh, I've been thinking about people have been ringing up and we've been chatting about these, this scenario. When when Kevin Hodges was appointed manager of Torquay, yeah, uh, very nice, uh, um, yes. quite yeah. quiet, yeah. very polite sort of character. You wouldn't have him down as a tub thumping manager. Mm. Um, now, to my certain knowledge, Kevin Hodges delivered one of the great bollockings of all time in Torquay yeah. United's history. Uh, certainly, it was, it's the best that Steve McCall, who was his number two, had ever heard. And he played for England, B, Ipswich, yeah. Sheffield Wednesday, whatever. But every now and again, these sort of characters, their passion for the game and their uh, um, determination to get the most out of the players does come yeah. bubbling to the surface. Now, obviously, when they're a number two or an assistant, that sometimes a lid is kept on that. Yeah. Um, uh, some other managers are more than happy to stand back and say to the Robbie Herreras, Kevin yeah. Hodges as well, go on then, you get stuck in. Um, so, just developing the theme a little bit there, do you think they've had the great bollocking in the sky or do you think that's to come with the new manager? Do you think there's going to be a clear the air uh, kind of a thing? I, I, no, I, I think a new manager would come in. On the contrary, I think a new manager will be all about trying to get the players on side yeah. initially. Um, I don't think it would be a time for steaming in. Mm. You, you, you know, it'd be a bit weird if a total stranger <coughs> came in and started throwing teacups around the place, especially making it a bit personal. Uh, no, I, I think a new manager comes in, he has a look for a while, yeah. um, makes very clear, hopefully, in the first week or two, how he works and, and uh, the way he likes things done. Uh, um, most vast majority of the players will get their heads around that. Uh, and then in the fullness of time, it will be, oi, you yeah, know, do yeah. you think that's good enough? Because uh, I'm telling you it ain't and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I don't think it's really happened up to now. And I think Robbie Herrera has upped the ante a little bit. Uh, yeah. I don't get the impression there's been any mega set piece uh, rows. But I think all the players have been working yeah. pretty hard over the uh, over the last few weeks. And, and, and of course, the other thing with, with that kind of... Uh, 
style of management is is that you can't do it that every week because it loses its effect after a while. Yeah, I suppose it? once and, you've and upped the ante to a certain level, where do you go from there? Absolutely, yeah. 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 And, yeah. and 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 all, all all the best, uh, um, you know, ruck deliverers uh, choose their moments and choose yeah. their time. And and uh, the, 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 it's a, it's like any other branch of the game. You know, once the players. Uh, uh, or aspect of the game. Once the players reckon they've heard it all, yeah. Sir, Cyril Knowles used to say to me, Dave, after a couple of years, either you have to go or they have to go. Yeah. And what he meant was, you've said all you probably have to say in all the different ways you have to say it after two years. Now, you know, either you know you have to say, right, cheerio, I'm going off to deliver a message, the same message to a different set of players, or you have to, yeah. You know, and if you're lucky enough to be in a job for a little while, you have a chance to get one out, yeah. get one in, get one out, get one in. And of course, Ferguson, who probably will spring to everybody's mind as somebody who could steam in like yeah. no other, he was at regular intervals, used to freshen that dressing room up yeah. by getting rid of some quite high-profile yeah. players. Yeah. And then uh, uh, the message is a little bit fresher. One or two of them will have heard it all before, but many of them haven't. Uh, and it has the same effect. Was Cyril the greatest steamer in of managers, or was there a? Um, whew, that's a good question. He could be pretty fierce. Yeah, yeah, he could. Uh, funnily enough, uh, um, Frank O'Farrell was was. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're looking at quite a long way back now. But Frank O'Farrell, of course, you're talking about a, a, a devout Roman Catholic Irishman who didn't swear very often. No. Um, but by all accounts, Derek Adams. Who yeah. I don't think he's Catholic, but still, never mind. Uh, um, is similar down at Plymouth, mm. but when they go, yeah, or, you know, really it's, you, you don't want to be there, you know, uh, and everyone catches it. Yeah, innocent, guilty, <laughs> <laughs> you know, etc., etc., etc. Frank could be pretty scary. Uh, he certainly used to scare me when I was a young. Yeah. Sort of buck of a reporter back in those days. I used to dive for cover, make sure because he used to he, he could fix you with a glare and terrify you. Yeah, uh, I know I was younger in, in those days, but I know that he had the same effect on most of the players. Uh, we, we, we laugh about it now, but not, um, years and years later, I, I used to tell him that, and he used to look at me. So I was never like that. Was I? I said, <laughs> "Yeah, you, you certainly were, Frank." Um, Cyril, yes, yeah, uh, could be. Uh, Neil Warnock, obviously he wasn't here for a huge amount of time, but he could. Uh, yeah. he, he, the, the handle used to fly off with him. Um, uh, Paul Buckle as well could, yeah. could lose it. Um, Martin Ling was much more of a. Uh, uh, Kevin Nicholson always used to say, he said, You only knew you'd been uh, yeah. uh, hammered by Martin Ling uh, when he used to pull you quietly to one side and tell you you weren't playing in the next match. And then send you away to think about it. That was it. Think about what you've done. Think yeah. about you know. You used to walk away saying, "Well, why, why, why?" No, go on, off you go. And, yeah. You know, and and then you had to start worrying about how it, it yeah. was that kind of management. Um, but no, no, yeah. uh, it's it's interesting, interesting yeah. stuff. Uh, now, getting back to the the current situation, we did a story on the website yesterday. Uh, there's a lot of talk among the fans on social media about the possibility of a protest or even a boycott of the Wrexham game on Saturday. As we said right at the beginning of this podcast, fans are getting frustrated. It is beginning to boil over a little bit. They don't understand why there hasn't been more communication from the club. I mean, you, you can see the club's point of view, but you can also see why the fans are getting angry. You can, absolutely you can. And, and you know, th this is a situation of Torquay United, our bottom of the National League again. Yeah, you know, We've taken two points out of 24. Uh, and it is a serious... 
another serious, difficult situation. Now, uh, I always sympathise with football clubs a little bit in this situation because what message, you know, there they are, they're trying to talk to candidates, they're trying to, they can't t- come out and tell everybody what, who's on the short list. That's a, that's yeah. a, that's a, a dream world. Um, uh, and, and lots of the candidates wouldn't allow them to anyway. Um, and it's quite, you know, it's quite a difficult message to get across. Look, we're, we're, we're talking to people left, right and centre. We're trying to nail this down. They can't go into any detail that would really interest mm. people. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, I think what that's why this week, three weeks, is long enough for any club to appoint a new manager. You just and, thought so. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, it, the whole point is, I think, one part of the frustration of the supporters is that by sacking Kevin Nicholson so early, yeah, you kind of think, well, yes, as you they, said, they, they've yeah. got surely yeah. they've got one or two in mind. Okay, I mean, I half expected them to make an announcement almost within days that, in fact, they'd got somebody else lined somebody up, somebody waiting in the wings. Correct, already. but then they, yeah. they they threw it open. Here we go, applications. We've had a massive field. Blah 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 blah, and 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 they've gone down that road. Yeah. And here we are, three weeks later, and there's still no new manager. Um, and, no, and Jeff Harrop has kept stressing, no, we have a process here, we want to work our way through it, which actually ups the ante as far as the supporters and for the club's concerned, because the longer you take, the more important it is to come up with somebody yeah. that, every, that the vast majority of people go, we're, we're happy with that, we'll have that. In other words, if at the end of all this they come up with somebody that everybody goes, you know, yeah. that, that, that is a potential disappointment, then that puts that guy under a hell of a lot of pressure, doesn't it? It does. So, I mean, as, as far as the fans are concerned, the protest, I can get on, on side with a protest. Protest is fine. Boycott, I'm not sure a boycott helps the club. I'm no. not sure staying away from the game no. will have the and outcome I, that they're looking and for. And I don't think the vast majority, I, I think the vast majority of people who were thinking of going on Saturday will go. They'll go, uh, yeah. uh, Because I don't think, uh, you know, when push comes to shove, you know, United fans are United fans. Mm. You know, they, 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 they don't, I, I, the vast majority, even the ones who are pretty fierce in these respects, um, uh, they, they tend not to want to actually hurt the club. Uh, um, and let's face it, there's three points at stake on Saturday. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, Robbie Herrera and the players, and there's quite a few new ones that have obviously come in in the last week or so, you know, that, that they need everybody behind them on they Saturday do. to see if yeah. they can uh, get this first win of the season. So let's talk about the Chester game last Saturday because there was a lot to enjoy about that. Chester I thought it was, game. A, I thought it was you know, a, a really entertaining yeah. match. It, it, it had a great start with young George Dowling scoring what on his goal. debut. Well, a great yeah. goal as well. He really set himself, didn't he? Yeah. Had a good look and then had the technique to actually put his boot through it with enough swerve to get it in on yeah. the post. Very, very good goal indeed. Um, uh, United never looked quite secure at the moment at the back do they you just knew that uh, but they needed in goal, another goal yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, with, with, yeah. with poor old Dan Laver, poor, sorry poor young Dan Laverkin breaking a bone in his ankle in training Vincent Durrell comes in he'd never even met the team before <laughs> the match he arrived on the Friday yeah. uh, said uh, hello to everybody um, uh, uh, and uh, played really well he did play well you know, he came and caught his first catch put his yeah. first high ball everybody said that will do big round of applause, round of applause. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I thought his distribution was, was, yeah. was good uh, he made two or three really important saves and I, you couldn't help feeling for him at the end when 
uh, United ended up conceding that yeah. uh, that equaliser in stoppage time to the player who we almost all suspected might score it, which Ross was Hanna. Ross Hanna coming off the subs bench. Always but, seems to, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. but um, uh, in between all that, mm-hmm. there was some pretty good stuff. Well, let's, um, let's talk about the loan signings because three of them played. Yeah. Uh, in the Chester game, yeah. and they'll be joined by another one. Yeah, uh, Fete from uh, Young Norwich City defenders arrived this week. But uh, no, the three that played on yeah. Saturday are Vin- Vincent Dorrell. We don't yeah. know what Vincent Dorrell is. It I'm yeah. not quite sure. That's I'm correct. Yeah, from sure Rennes in uh, Brittany. He yeah. comes from. Um, he uh, at Argyle last yeah. season got released at the end of last season. I think quite a few Argyle fans who had seen him. I think he played five or six times, yeah. mostly in cup games, and nearly everybody at Argyle liked him. Um, yeah. As a keeper, you know, and um, he 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 had he spent pre-season. He had trials at Milton Keynes and Chesterfield this this summer. Nothing came of it. Went back to Wren, uh, carried on playing and training with Stad Wren, which was his original yeah. club. Uh, and then he said the phone rang last Thursday um, and said, um, uh, "Talk, you need a goalkeeper. Would you come over?" So Only he said, "What well, he actually <laughs> said apparently, can you give me an hour to think about it?" Yeah, <laughs> and then decided to ring in half an hour, and and or the phone rang again in half an yeah. hour. He said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll be on my way." Yeah, uh, and thank goodness he did. Good for him. Now, at left back, um, Junior Cole. Yes, he, he looked decent. Yeah, not I too thought, bad. Yeah, yeah I, th- I thought he. You know, it was quite a difficult yeah. game to come into. Um, uh, uh, he was up against a, a proper winger. Yeah, he um, kept everything pretty simple. He did, which is what we like in left back. We yeah. do. Um, uh, he's he's an interesting uh, character. He comes from North London, Wembley, Wembley Way. Yeah. He said he lives within sight of the stadium, uh, and he actually, after being released at Eastleigh at the end of last season, he went back and was playing with Hampton and Richmond, but as a midfield, left midfield player, yeah. which and he much prefers playing at fullback. Um, uh, and and I think. You know, it didn't develop there. He went back to Staines Town, which is another club that he's played for before, to keeping himself fit. And then um, I think it was through uh, Robbie Herrera and his contact with Martin Allen, who I think was the manager yeah. at Eastleigh that signed him. Uh, Martin Allen gave him a little recommendation, said, "Yeah, he's okay. He'd, he'd do your turn." So yeah. um, uh, Robbie lined up him, and and then he came and did look good. Obviously, and that was in response to Sam Cheney going down yeah. with, a, with a with a groin injury. And George Dowling, a show-stopping performance by George Dowling. He got, he got years himself old. man of the match. 18 years old. Yeah. Um, went in alongside Luke Young. And I think Luke helped him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Luke was captain. You, you think, you look on Luke Young as a sort of uncle figure next to George Dowling, because Luke Young isn't all that old. No, he's not. But uh, I think, yeah. you know, he, 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 by all accounts, he sort of said yeah. to your George Dowling, I look, you know. Just get out there, enjoy yourself, do your, thing. do your thing, keep it simple, get stuck in, and that's exactly what he did. And I thought he grew into it. I think the goal probably unsurprisingly helped, of but he, he grew into the game, and he's 18, is 18, he? 18, yeah. He yeah. plays much older than 18, well, doesn't he? Well, th- the thing I liked about him was, was that his instinct is to keep things simple. Yeah. In other words, if he gets the ball and he can see a pass on, he gives it. Yeah. and then goes and gets the next one he's not trying to do a trick uh, and sort of four three or four touches and lose it uh, he, he likes to keep the thing simple and I think from Luke Young's point of view um, uh, that he, that's he, he wants somebody alongside yeah. doing that in other words the faster and I'm not saying that's just what George Dowling that's all that George Dowling did but the faster that Luke Young can get the ball off people the better the more yeah. space and yeah. time you can give him the better um, so that worked you know quite well and then you had uh, Andy Hayworth on one wing, Jamie Reed on the on the other. I think we all still feel that Jamie Reed, uh, um, you know, has a, has a difficult time at, on the left hand side. Yeah, uh, and, and he'd be much happier on the right. But um, 
you know, never yeah. mind. Okay, and you've had a look at the um, the next one of our um, uh, potential loan signings. Haven't yeah, you, haven't uh, I haven't seen him play. Uh, uh, this he's only twenty years old and a strapping twenty at that. Michia Fete. Yeah. He can play right back or right centre back. Um, at only twenty, he's, he's been a regular in Norwich's uh, under twenty three team. Yeah. Um, and fingers crossed, uh, he can come in. He's he's on. He's it's worth pointing out he's on loan here until January. So so we're fingers crossed. We'll a see while. a fair bit yeah. of him. Uh, I think apart from anything else, uh, uh, whether whether he comes in and plays on Saturday against Wrexham, uh, Wrexham is in the sort of we don't know yet. But especially because Josh Gowling has trained all week and is is pretty close. Yeah, that's good. You've news. had Miles Anderson playing right centre back, even though he's a left footer, as we know. Yeah. Uh, uh, you've got uh, um, Ryan Higgins at right back. All of a sudden, there's despite the injuries, th- there is a little bit of competition for places there, um, and that will be quite interesting to see how that maps out. Not just this weekend, but United have got two games next week: Bromley away on Tuesday yeah. and Barrow. Two tough games. Aren't great they? joy yeah. uh, uh, away next Saturday, um, yeah. uh, uh, and you know with Dowling coming in uh, and you know. Cole and one or two, you know, it's just and people coming back from injury. Damon Lathrop's trained this week, but not quite at the level of the others. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, we don't know. Jordan Lee might well be back in not too distant future. I think United still haven't had a definitive verdict on his no. tests for his uh, his little worrying chest yeah. pains the other week. So the more competition for places you get, that usually yeah uh, produces a, a little bit extra, doesn't it? Just that, that three points would make such a difference. Well, oh, I th- what a stupid thing to say, but you know, yeah. you know what I mean. There's I know. Just, I think we all of us, when that equaliser went in on Saturday, I think United. I'm not saying United deserved to win two or three nil last Saturday. I'm sure that if James Gray's terrific second goal had been allowed, just going to come to that. Off, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think United would have gone yeah. on to win. But uh, you know, there are certain days when you don't think, "Oh, poor lads." Uh, I didn't feel that way at Wrexham. Mm. I didn't feel that way at uh, Gateshead. I d- you know I, yeah. at all. But on Saturday, uh, you know they'd put a shift in uh, in difficult circumstances. They're in a horrendous run, and I just did feel. I know they don't score enough goals and they don't kill teams off. They weren't good enough near goal again on Saturday, and there is always this yeah. costly mistake. Uh, wait, almost appears to be waiting uh, in defence, and in the end they conceded. A goal, which you you see the thing, the balls come from an awful long way. It just looks way. worse and worse. Doesn't well, it? it's just a kind yeah. of you know you've yeah. got to, uh, even if you know young Ryan Higgins, uh, you know got beaten on a header at the sort of at the far post. It was a sort of long yeah. diagonal ball from inside the Chester half. Okay, so Ryan Higgins isn't as tall as Tom Shaw, so he he might get beaten in the air, but you must win the second ball, yeah. and they didn't. Yeah. Uh, and the ball ends up in the back of the net. And but I did. I think we all felt for them a little bit we on did. Saturday. No, I mean, kind of around that disallowed goal. The last two podcasts we've been saying, talking United players need to take responsibility. They need to have a go when they see the whites of the goal net. Uh, they need to have a go. Now James Gray did that on a couple of occasions yeah. on Saturday. When you know everybody's saying, well, why didn't he just roll the ball to Rory Keating, who was in a better position? But I'm happy that James Gray had a go. There were two really narrow angle chances. Uh, and well, he's, he's he's put a belter in, hasn't oh, he, that, for the goal that's disallowed yeah, uh, uh, on a par with his goal at Woking, which which was yeah. a goal of the season contender anyway. But unfortunately, that was submerged beneath four Woking yeah. goals as well. But on Saturday, 
couple of chances, especially the one in the second half, in the first uh, first half. First he half, ran through on um, the left, on the left, yeah. and, and and he probably could have squared it in front yeah. of goal. Second half was the one where he robbed the goalkeeper a long oh, way. Actually, yeah, I thought he did side. really yeah, well there. I, there yeah. weren't that many people up in support, no. and I think he felt that if he tried to roll it back, people would have got back, and yeah. he needed to take that shot. Um, but I, I think there are there were hints that you know that. Uh, Gray, Keating Gray combination Keating is, might might well yeah. uh, you know I, I, I'm told all the time by the players and by the coaching staff this guy's the best finisher in the club. Yeah. Uh, I think we all felt that about Brett Williams last year. Yeah, um, and uh, you know there are times he's an, he's he's quite a I'm not saying he's an interesting character. He is in his own way, but James Gray has always been a very talented striker mm. in lower div- in lower division football, and lots of managers have thought. Hmm, he could, he could yeah. do it, and it never has quite happened for various reasons. Uh, and uh, being a bit of a sort of romantic, you, you kind of hope that Torquay might be the club, a little bit like David Graham. I'm not trying to draw a direct yeah. parallel between the two, but David Graham came down to Torquay as a phenomenally talented player whose career had drifted in the wrong direction. And over the course of three years here, yeah. um, uh, sorry, two, two, just over two years here, he just found the right club at the right time with the right group of players and he ended up showing everybody what yeah. he could do and uh, in a way I rather hope that the yeah. same thing happens for James Gray he is a properly talented striker uh, he probably hasn't made the most of himself mm. in his career so far uh, and of course he'll be playing against one of his former clubs won't he? He will on Saturday yeah, Wrexham. Wrexham. Um, uh, and he's just uh, you know he, he's he looks to me. Or let's face it. All players are confidence players, you know. Everybody, yeah. but he looks to me like the type of guy that if he can get off on a run and start sticking the ball in the back of the net, you might see quite a rush a off of goals. You know, yeah. especially with someone like Keating alongside him, uh, you know, and or a fully fit John Paul Pittman, mm-hmm. um, who is now fully fit after carrying a bit of a groin strain the last couple of weeks, but. You know, you've got someone like Keating who can put an awful lot of hard yards in, and and yeah. uh, 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 develop a bit of a, a partnership with, with Gray. You stick the ball at Gray's feet in the box, and he'll stick it in the back of the net. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. We can't go this week without mentioning a rather unfortunate incident this morning. I got the uh, the standard reporter's early morning call to say there's there's been a coach fire. Can you go and have a look? It's at um, Barton Garage Services, just around the corner from the office. The Torquay or the bus that Torquay United use for their away trips belongs to Torbay Mini Travel. Went up in flames last night. <laughs> you, you, you didn't realise it until the I guy, didn't at, the bus it. No, <laughs> until no, the guy at the company said, "Well, actually, actually it's, it, yeah, yeah." You wonder how much worse things can get. Don't well, you? But, it, uh, it, it, it isn't their own; it's the coach yeah. they use. Yeah. Um, but Torbay, the company, have now got to try and lay their hands yeah, on a coach that's good enough to take the team to Bromley and then on a marathon to. To Barrow. to Barrow next week, and it's worth you know to take a football team away on an overnight trip. You do need you know things like toilets, you do or a toilet. You do need a bit of infrastructure on the coach that actually works. I mean, we, you know, we we all know the type of vehicles that Team Sky and Arsenal travel in. It's yeah. practically a, you know the uh, Death Star, exactly yeah. <laughs> the Death Star. Um, but uh, and these 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 things aren't easy to come by. Uh, and they need a bit of adaptation uh, uh, to yeah. make them, you know, uh, you know, good for a football team to travel on. So good luck to 
Torbay Mini Travelling. Yeah, and and commiserations to them. A local business trying to do absolutely trying to do a good thing. Quite, and, yeah, and, doing um, a good job. And uh, it's I'm sure they're currently casting around and yeah, probably bet. bringing their insurance company as well. But uh, it, it was it was it wasn't it was it, people immediately started suggesting, oh dear, someone's torched it. Not at all. It was, a, um, yeah. it was a. I think it was an electrical fault. Wasn't Apparently, something like possibly that. that. But uh, no. Good, good luck. It's an awful lot of miles to be done next week. Well, thank you very much for listening in. There, we say at the uh, end of the podcast, if you see us at the game on a Saturday, come and say hello and uh, hello right back to the couple of people who did just that last week, which is always nice. Very nice. Always nice to know that people are listening. Uh, if you've got any questions, do come then, and ask us. With a bit of luck, we'll if have people some news. keep their eyes out on the, the website and. Uh, our other outlets that um, fingers crossed we have a, some good and brighter news to tell everybody between now and then we'll bring it to you as soon as we can thanks for your support we'll see you at Playmore on Saturday and as ever come on you yellows <laughs>